Welcome to the Callaway Golf Podcast. Tuesday morning out here on the West Coast, Jeff and Lex in San Diego. And joining us, take your hat off there, man. We got, yeah, we got beard the, uh, bald and bald beard going right now. <laughs> I think that's Wesley Bryan. It's kind of ironic because I've been on your brother, George, and we'll get to a question about him in a minute to grow his hair back to what it once was. Uh, yeah. what, what's the, the inspiration flow. there? Yeah. You know, I just I had a beard going the last few weeks on the road and I just kept it and I got home, my hair was really long and I just took the daggum clippers and chopped it all off, kept the beard, see how it goes for a couple of days. My wife will probably right. say and enough's enough, but Well that's right. what we expect that's what we expect Elizzy to do. All right. Uh in case you haven't listened to the fitting room, uh guy you probably know Wesley, uh, Chase Seifert was on yesterday with Nate. Uh, and Dave, and it was great. Listen, so you want to check that one out. Lex, you guys have girls in golf coming this week. We're not going to say who the announcement is for tomorrow because it's potentially a pretty, uh, as he would say, doggone good dangon. How do you say that, Wesley? Dangon. Okay, whatever you said, guest. Uh, you want to check out all the podcasts on the Callaway Golf Podcast Network. We did one with Henrik last week. Uh, have another one next week. But let's get into Wesley. Um, Wait a second. Are you saying that I'm not a daggone good guest right now? You're well, you are. Tomorrow. Yeah, you're already on. He's right, doing promotions, know. you know, okay. like non-paid yeah, that's, promotions. That's remember, remember the, the, the ESPN model is it's never about the show you're doing. It's about promoting the next show that's upcoming. Oh, that's – I think that's a slam at ESPN, but – I don't know. I love those guys. Um, what does the golf channel do? How do they do it? Do they tease or they – what do they do? Uh, they do great stuff. Just uh, tune in and watch. All right, let's talk about your comeback. So people – uh, you know, because there was this little COVID thing that kind of distracted everything from what was going on. You had a plan uh, when we did Wedgucation with you. That's the last time Lex and I saw yep. you. You were out here, Wedgucation, you, Roger Cleveland. Check those out at CallawayGolf.com. See, I'm promoting everything right now. Um, you had said that you were going to do some corn fairy starts, um, maybe even go to Europe, get test, you know, the, 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 the new wing, and then you were going to come back to the PGA Tour at Harbortown. Fast forward, <laughs> COVID, tour stopping, you still showed up at Harbortown. Can you kind of reset for people? Cause a lot of people don't know the major medical rules and stuff and kind of what you're doing and, and what you're trying to accomplish here. Yeah. So I had, uh, when I went down, I had at the end of 2018, had 21 events, um, on tour under my medical, uh, they give you five rehab starts anywhere in the world. They guarantee them to you on the corn Ferry tour. But, um, I, I basically went into it wanting to get three or four warm up starts in before going to the tour. When the shutdown happened, um, it kind of left me in a weird spot because coming back out of the gate was Harbortown, Travelers, uh, John Deere was scheduled, and all of these tournaments are like my favorite events to play. And I was like, well, shoot, I don't really want to give up my spot in those events and go play Corn Ferry events when the startup happened. So I just decided to leave a few of them on the table. Um, I guess gamble on myself a little bit. Uh, I was in really good form during the quarantine stuff. So felt good about going back out and now got three of them under my belt and we're just going to keep plugging along. Yeah. Well, it certainly worked out for you last week. You had 12 out of 14 fairways and 15 out of 18 greens in regulation. What's feeling best about your game right now? That, there was only one round all last week or what? Cause I felt like mm -hmm. I striped it for four days. <laughs> can we get the can we get the full seventy two whole stats? Well, I got I'll, some stats for you. It. I got some stats oh, okay. for you. Yeah, you want to go stats? I, uh, we'll 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 ease our way into it. But I mean, overall, I felt like I hit the ball great the last couple of weeks. I've 
really started to strike it well and the putter left me for a little bit um short game's a little bit rusty but I mean over if 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 I had to give myself a grade over the last three weeks I'd probably say it's a B plus definitely not dipping into the A range but I mean overall I I would say after a 18 month break I'm not too disappointed with where I sit after three weeks and could I have done a lot better over the last three weeks obviously uh, I think that I could have but um all in all I feel like we're, we're trending in the right direction and I'm excited just to be competing and playing again and getting those juices flowing. Any more cliches you want to throw out there? You want to you want to take it one shot at a time? Do you want to you want to <laughs> uh, you want to trust yeah. the process? What else do you want to do? Well, I, I'm trying to figure out what cliches I dropped. I mean, could have been quite better. a few. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I would say my my shoulder my shoulder held up. Is that the next question? Uh, no, no, no. The next question. So the first oh, okay. thing is for all of you watching on Facebook, YouTube um twitter wherever you're watching this send your questions in josh and jenner in the background they're feeding lex and i questions so we can ask you there's a whole bunch of questions about your brother george we're going to save those to the end mostly because i know george is like sitting there like this watching and hi, all he I'm wants george. us to do is talk you about him right all he wants us to do is talk about him but let's save that to the very very end because then he's going to get nervous that we're not going to do it and then he's going to start texting me in a second and then joe's going to start texting me it's just going to be more fun did he tell you how good i messed with him the other day uh yes that, that was, was pretty brutal. good. We'll that tell that brutal. at the end. That'll be the last thing we say, Lex. Remember, I, I messed with George typical, really good. Right. Typical new Barth. It's just too much fun. All right, here's some stats that I do want to cover to prove that we did our research going into this. Your, your previous six starts prior uh, to the surgery, your average scoring average was 74.2. Greens, you were only hitting 60%, and your strokes gained approach was minus 1.6. In the three rounds since play resumed, you, you dropped your scoring average, six strokes, 68 and a, and a half. Your greens are regulation up to 72. Uh, strokes gained approach 1.5%. And as you mentioned, your putter hasn't gotten hot yet. What do you attribute to, to the improvement? Because the other stat that, that's jarring is your driving has improved so much um, from, your, uh, from before. And I know that was one of the main reasons why you, you got the shoulder examination to begin with. Yeah, I mean, when you feel a knife go in, get to the top of your swing, you feel it dig around a little bit, and then it just turns into a flinch and hit and hope. Um, I knew there was something that needed to, to be fixed in there. I think the stats that you just reeled off over the last three weeks, I think it puts me as the best ball striker on the planet. Does that sound about accurate? Strokes gained yeah. approach and all that stuff? Yeah. Yeah. Strokes gained approach on planet. You are number one, in fact, in that. Yeah. Category. So that, um, that's been – Great. I mean, like I said, during the quarantine, I was hitting it awesome. Uh, I think a, a new shoulder, a new fitness routine that I got ramped up um, and just taking care of my body a little bit better has all been attributing factors. And I mean, I'm not going to hide it. I worked my butt off from the time I went under the knife through the rehab process and then to get back ready for competition. I, I mean, I, I felt like I, I put in the hours that I needed to. And it's nice to actually see some of the results, um, or the fruits of your labor, so to speak, uh, show up. And yeah, I mean, hitting the ball has been, I've, I've never in the last 25 years of playing golf, I've never been like, you know what, today's going to be one of those days where I strike the ball well. It's going to be the least amount of stress possible from tee to green. And I'm going to have a lot of good birdie looks. In the past, it's been, 
how in the world am I going to shoot under par today? There's just everything is pointing to shoot your 74 and a half, like you were saying. And uh, it's, it's nice just taking the stress off the ball striking. Let's get to one of our first listener questions from YouTube. Craig Nelson asks, how do you pick your club for mid-range pitches, 30 to 50 yards? Do you use a lob wedge for your zippers or a sand wedge? You know, I'm a one-trick pony. I grab the 58, and I've, um, it's a lot of time spent around the greens and contests just with one club. And so from, I mean, I would say zero to 100 yards, it's, it's pretty much a lob wedge. A 58 degree is the most loft I carry, so every single right. time next questions from roger from los angeles wesley if roger your short cleveland rust if your short game's a little rusty why don't you rewatch the education series we did together on callawaygolf.com that'll help you that must game. have been roger cleveland asking that i think uh, it is roger cleveland you know they're they're a little bit rusty and that's not uh like the raw finish actually rusting it's more of mm-hmm. just it I, it's hard to explain i probably should go back and watch those things a little bit um, and also it's been three different weeks, three different types of grasses around the greens. And obviously there are people that are chipping it good. I just felt like I guessed wrong every single time yeah. with all these weird lies. And when I've missed greens, like I said, I've been hitting the ball a lot better. I got text messages mm-hmm. coming through that's blocking the screen. Um, yeah, that's probably George saying, when are we going to talk about him? Not yet. George. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I've been hitting the ball so well that, I mean, I, I've been playing way more aggressive than I would, normally would have. And so when I miss, it's usually in a, a peculiar spot, so to speak. So I've not been leaving myself the, the greatest leaves when I miss the greens, and that's probably a, a part of it. But, I mean, it, it's just a matter of time before they get cooking again. All right. Can you um, take me through your driver? Um, Mike Soroka, our buddy Mike, told me when he worked with you, uh, I think just prior to the shutdown, he sent me a text while you guys were mid-test. You, you guys went on the golf course and tested the, mm-hmm. the new Maverick. And he's like, dude, he's like, Wesley is all the way back. And then some, uh, I think I saved it, where he was just saying you were just crushing the driver. And that was something that was giving you a problem prior to the surgery. Yeah. Can you take us through the, the club, sort of a little bit of the specs, and how this club has worked for you? Because I think a lot of people would, would potentially benefit from the same type of uh, experimenting. Yeah, so what happened is I've, I've always been around like a D3 swing weight or so. And we always, uh, over the last, I'd say, four years, I've really struggled off the tee. And I had uh, always, I, I would mess around with lighter because I felt like I wanted lighter, lighter, lighter and went all the way down to C9, D1, D2 swing weights. And I had Craig Bowden actually come in and work with me for a little bit here in Columbia, a guy with KBS. Uh, shafts and I found a shaft that I really loved didn't even mess with it didn't look at any of the specs I hit it three or four times and was like this is it and so when I switched shafts I, I didn't even look at anything until we were at Harbor Town and they went I actually cracked a driver for the first time in my life um, I picked up probably 10 to 15 miles an hour of ball speed and been hitting the driver great and I get the day before my first event back I cracked my driver and so Johnny Thompson's in there scrambling trying to figure out what we got and I've been playing an epic flash driver head um and just uh, we did the Maverick testing everything was great was hitting it awesome but I was like well why would I switch if I've been driving the ball great for the first time in my life I'm just gonna roll with what I've been using 
And so they're trying to scramble around and make another driver. They figure out it's a retail epic flashhead. The swing weight is D9. It's probably one of the heaviest drivers on tour uh, weighting wise. And they're like trying to put glue all in it to match the sound and all that stuff. So it turns out the what fixed it was a, a shaft change and went really, really heavy. And now I've, I've got one that's made up pretty similar and uh, drove it, I would say, above average the last few weeks. But I would venture to say it, it's not – I, th- I think the face cracked probably because it was a little too thin, which might have been a little too hot. But, um, yeah, so it really was just testing out different shafts. And I, I'm not one of those guys that dives into the numbers. I like looking at ball flight. And when I was seeing it fly, I was like, this is it. And didn't even, didn't even circle back around to get any specs or anything. I had a lot of backup shafts. Uh, I learned a lesson. I have a few more backup heads. And, yeah, D9 swing weights <laughs> seemed to be the cure. What about your YouTube channel? I think it's time to bring George into the mix. You guys relaunched it a little bit, and people are talking about your trash talk again and your guys' chemistry. What was that decision like, and how has it been since? Well, while we were talking about clubs, I don't want to move on to George just yet. I had um, another story about Johnny Thompson last week up in Detroit about a three-wood. I know I'm not avoiding your question. I'll get to it. But it just goes to show how good – I think Callaway has the best club um, fitters in the game. And we're on the range, and I told Johnny to build me – because I've finally found a driver that I absolutely love. And I was still trying to figure out a three wood. I was like, man, I just, Johnny, just build me something that goes in the fairway more often than it goes in the rough. That's all I want you to do. He comes back out with a three wood and he weighted it heavy as crap, just like the other one. And I hit it once on the range. I gave him my three wood back and I said, Hey, well done. And probably the most excited I've been about a three wood ever. And so there's a, another plug for Johnny Thompson and the club fitting guys. Um, so what was your question about George? <laughs> you guys Who? relaunched your YouTube. Yeah, we did. We started, we, we changed uh, away from the trick shot stuff and more into course blogs. Hold on. Did you used to do trick shots? I hadn't heard. It's still, it still gets brought up a little bit. Um, huh. Believe it or not people still ask if I'm doing any of that stuff. And I was like, man, I'm pretty sure it's been 2015 since we put anything out, maybe 2016. But uh, yeah, we, we ramped up. We went more of the vlog style, longer form videos um, and got some of the, the personality and banter going. And I think the, the channel has really taken off and gotten mm-hmm. more of like a loyal following of golf fans instead of people that just would tune in for the, 10 to 15 to 20 second little trick shot clip. And yeah, if y'all want to go check it out, Brian bros golf, um, you'll see a lot of George, a little me and it's, uh, the channel has been a lot of fun. Yeah. I, I kind of ripped George a little bit yesterday. You put this video out there of driving swing technique and he's swinging at like 30% of speed. But after what we witnessed this past weekend in Detroit, um, I think the approach is actually the opposite, right? You want to swing at like 4,000% and just hulk up. So yeah. I kind of questioned what, what George is doing there. But here's a question from, uh, from Joe Ambrose on YouTube. 
Why doesn't your brother George ever work your bag anymore in tournaments? P.S. Will you guys ever come to TPC Myrtle Beach for a Brian Bros episode? So let's answer the first question. George doesn't work your bag because he needs to do these videos. Like if he's carrying right. your bag, th there's well, no he, Brian Brothers videos. Right. He, he caddied for me the first half of the web.com season. That was in 2016, I believe. Yeah. And caddied me through Q, maybe not through Q school because he was doing Q school. Um, but he started on the bag in Panama and we got about halfway through the year and I had to fire him because he, he told me that he wanted to play professional golf. I said, well, how do you want to play professional golf? And you're going to sit yeah. here and take every week off and caddy for me. And it's, it's just not, it's not lining up with what you're telling me you want to do. So I fired him. Uh, I was on kind of a generational heater with him on the bag. Maybe, uh, he's a good caddy, but I think he probably is in the bottom 10% of caddies. And that's the real reason I fired him. Um, mm -hmm. but he, uh, he now has to do the YouTube thing. That's probably paying him more than I could pay him as a caddy. And as well, far as the TPC Myrtle Beach thing goes, yeah, I mean, everybody's got a price tag, so. Yeah, I mean, I think that that all seems to make sense. I mean, the biggest thing to me about the YouTube channel is is kind of the 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 smart pivot, right, to, to longer form matches or one club. Um, I, I give George a lot of credit for, um, being able to kind of do it, but I loved the collaboration with GM golf. I thought that was really cool. Yeah. What do you think about some of these other, you know, look, you guys kind of created the trick shot game and the whole bunch of people have kind of come in its wake, but there's some pretty awesome YouTube, you know, vloggers out there right now. Um, mm -hmm. and, and you guys are starting to collaborate with them. What, what do you think about some of those collaborations? Is that something you enjoy doing, or is that something that's just good to keep your mind off it for a little bit, or is it something you kind of just feel like is just going to be another thing? Well, no, I mean, that, that's a way more sustainable model as far as playing golf and just entertaining a, a crowd. It's nice to have the 20 to 30 minute videos where you, YouTube can throw a few more ads on there and you get your ad sense up a little bit. But, um, as far as the collaborations are concerned, it, it's always nice in that world, um, especially digitally, to bring in other people and everybody kind of gets to get introduced to every other audience and it's just a way to continue to grow and expand your reach. And guys like GM Golf is probably the best one out there right now doing it in the United States. I know there's a few guys over across the pond that have been doing it for a while, but um, yeah, I mean, that the collaborations are great, and there's probably going to be um, some more in the future. Uh, I know Roback, uh, my new clothing sponsor, they've got a few guys that um, are wearing their stuff, and, and we might, might collab with George and a few other guys um, coming up, and, and that'll be a lot of fun as well. So looking forward to all that. There's a plug for me. Rowback. <laughs> what yeah, about nice a sponsorship from Oreos? Danny wants to know the most Oreos you've consumed in one day because they've all seen the Instagram stories. Yeah. I mean, I, I cooled down on the Instagram stories, not because of a lack of consumption, but uh, just because I felt like a lot of people were, you know, this fitness movement, everyone's kind of trashing my diet and like, that's, that's fine, whatever. But the most in one time it's, it's hard to stop with just a couple, but it's also pretty difficult to go past a family size sleeve. I think that's 12 to 16 or so. 
I would say a, a sleeve is a, a good consumption. Half a sleeve is normal. Double stuff. Yeah, double stuff or original. Once you get in that most stuff and I don't even know, some mega stuff, there it's too much cream for me. Um, Joe Gilliard says he's on a conference call. Sorry. I don't know if that was really a question. Um, but I want to talk Gilligan. to you. It's Gilligan. Oh, that's the same guy. Reread I know who that was. Um, my bad. Um, I want to talk about you and Bubba. Um, look, mm -hmm. you know, I'm, I'm a PGA Tour Live subscriber, and uh, I love what they do. I think it's a great way to bring access to the fans. And, and um, what you and Bubba did, I think, kind of took it to a new level. And, look, you know, I love audio of people while they're playing golf and people getting out of the way, which the PGA Tour Live talent did an amazing, amazing job. Can you kind of give us the backstory about when you guys were paired and you guys knew you were on PGA Tour Live? And, and look, you, you, well, you know how to entertain people. It was great. Yeah. So anytime you get Bubba and I together, um, it's, it's a made-for-TV event. Uh, he's one of my good buds. And get, it was kind of the perfect storm where we're battling for 65th place on Sunday at Harbor Town, and we didn't even know that the camera's going to show up. There was Spieth, I think, was the group in front of us. And me and Bubba got off to a little bit of a hot start making a couple birds, and, um, you know, the jabber started. And the cameras made their way back, um, and then they just rolled with us. It's not like it was anything that was premeditated or planned. Uh, it was just a normal round of golf with us. And in that situation, it, it made it – pretty easy to get a lot of audio clips from us um now if it's a sunday afternoon and we're in contention i don't think you're going to get that level of banter uh, out of me you probably would i don't know if you'd get it out of bubba because well, why really wouldn't have, well, i don't i don't know when to turn it off but why wouldn't why wouldn't we start doing that on the practice rounds right like why wouldn't well, you know you, you and bubba play a practice round and get igtv or get us out there get anyone out there who can capture this this is what people want to see so that's what we did um jay monahan so me and bubba uh got in the bus and rode up to yeah. uh, travelers that next week and jay monahan called bubba i mean seven or eight o'clock in the morning after a run said hey how do we capitalize off this what do y'all got any ideas on how to I, I don't know bring to life more of what you guys did on Sunday and we just told him hey a Tuesday or Wednesday just get a camera in front of us and it it'll be it'll be a made for TV event and so um Detroit um the Rocket Mortgage they they did a great job putting it together and we actually did a little match on Wednesday before the event with Harold and Jay Day. And, um, I mean, we raised over a million dollars for charity just just on a, a fun Wednesday practice round. And I think I've, I heard just about every tournament has called the Rocket Mortgage and asked, how did y'all pull that together? How, do, how can we uh, incorporate the charitable aspect of what y'all did? Because, um, I mean, raising a million dollars on a Wednesday at a tour event, at, has that ever happened? I don't think so. And I think that this is something that we'll hopefully see in the future. Um, I know there's a lot of players that said they would love to be a part of something like that. I know that I would um, do it again in a heartbeat. And But it's it's you also got to get some 
G-rated content out of it. You can't, you yeah. can't go for the the pay-per-view type um, situation. So uh, it, it was awesome what we did Wednesday, and I'm definitely looking forward to, to getting in that realm again. Did, uh, did you see our, uh, our buddy Tom Brady yesterday? With, uh, he was on the range. He, he's figured out the driver. He's, he's learned how to hit bombs. Yeah, I, I saw that. He, uh, I think he told Phil he wanted a rematch or something. Yeah, did you notice what was different in Tom's hands than from previous iterations of Tom trying to hit bombs with a driver? Was he using a Maverick by chance? He was, in fact. So if you haven't checked out Tom's story, I think it's still live for a couple more minutes. Go check it out. It may also be in the Callaway story. Tom you, uh, hitting bombs with a uh, Maverick driver. You should tell Tom to check out my story. I, don't, I think it's just me and Hadley snuggling, drinking milk this morning, maybe. But Okay, yeah, for- I was going to ask. Instead of talking about George, can, can we talk more about Hadley? She is the best. I mean, this morning I wake her up. We have our normal little milk snuggles, read her some books. And then she goes straight to the princess outfit. And so she's walking around with her little tiara or whatever and her princess outfit. And we hung out for a couple hours this morning. It was amazing. Sounds like a good morning to me. Yeah, and she's yeah. stuck on this baby bumblebee song. Oh, really? Not baby you, shark. Can you sing no, a little bit? Um, something about bringing home a baby bumblebee and then it ends up stinging you in the hands and then you smash it and then you wipe your hands off and mama's not mad at them anymore. So pretty cute song. Sounds, I, I think the song I'm itself would probably be cuter than baby bumblebee. Yeah, that's how it starts. I'm not going to stop you. Maybe that'll be the no, next I'm YouTube gonna, video. Maybe, maybe. I want to talk about George some more. I want to talk about right, George well, what do you want to say? Yeah, so let's talk about George. Do you, do you, are you in favor of the movement to grow back his hair? Uh, absolutely. Okay. Are you he, pro he glasses, needs... or, do, or do you want him to go back to contact so he doesn't have the glasses? Well, no. If he loses the glasses, then he loses his, his alter ego that he's built being Jittery George, because he's always yeah. jittering around, moving his glasses around. So I think he's got to keep the glasses, and it, okay. it just helps him jitter that much more. All right. Lex, I think we got another question about, uh, about George, if you want to ask that one. Oh, yeah. Uh, Henry from Facebook says, are you ever going to let George win a nine-hole match? Yeah, he won one a few weeks ago, right before I left. I got humbled. Really? Played, yeah. He, there, he's got one win on the channel somewhere. I saw he shot a 60, though. He did? Yeah. He posted yeah, I, the scorecard. He he had he had us all on fifty nine watch, uh, and then he left know, himself. He needed to finish birdie birdie, and he left it short in the bunker on seventeen. On a fifty five hundred yard golf course, I, I think we're going to have to start throwing those fifty nine watches out. All right, um, here's a question, actually from Joe Gilligan: Who's a bigger diva, Hadley or George? Come on, Joe, that's just me. Uh, Hadley is the farthest thing from a diva. I think Joe yeah. is number Joe is number one diva. Mm-hmm. George is number two diva. Um, Hadley's not even on the list. Hey, did Joe ever tell you that he named his child after me? I did hear that. I did hear that. That's pretty awesome. That's, that, that's, that's one of the nicest tributes a, a friend can do. Yeah. I mean, didn't name him George, probably because he thought that he'd hang out or turn out to be too much of a diva. 
George is number yeah. one, deep, number two deep yeah. behind Jerry. All right. So Lex, can I tell the story how I messed with George? Because I thought it was really, really fun. Please we'll tell kinda, it. Yeah. We'll kind of wrap this up. So George had posted a video um, of you guys playing, and he called it whatever, something like the match. And it was whatever, whatever the it was. The match at Mossy Oak. Yeah, the match at Mossy Oak. So I called him, and uh, I don't know if I called him or I think I text messaged him, but I basically let him know, like, hey, you're going to be hearing from the lawyers because the match is a trademark, which is true. The match is actually trademarked by, by uh, Brian Zerf. So I had this whole thing going back and forth. So I let Gilligan know about it. So he calls Gilligan to basically like say, oh my God, what are we going to do? What are we going to change? Like he actually changed the title on, on the match. Uh, at Masio. <laughs> yeah. Which is amazing. So he got rid of the, he just called it match at Masio. So, so Gilligan records the whole conversation of George, like literally melting down how I told him all these lawyers are going to call him and everything like that. And then, um, Joe let it go for an entire night. And I'm pretty sure George didn't sleep that night. And then the next day he calls again, like, like, is it going to happen today or whatever? And then Joe recorded it again and let him know that we were just messing with him. So it was, uh, it, it's kind of easy to do with George. Um, but I, I kind of, I, I kind of enjoyed it. It was kind of fun. Yeah. He, he called me and, and he was, he was in some kind of spot. Yeah. It was pure panic. Like he definitely, yeah. he definitely like, like bought in kind of hook, line and sinker and, and was all in on it. Yeah. I mean, I, I've, I filter about 90% of what you say. I think that I there's a 90% chance of it being sarcastic, 10% right. chance of it being true. So that's on George, right. really. All right. And George's last question from George is Wesley ready for match 10? He will need his A game to hang with me. Oh, okay. Um, I'm ready. I'm ready whenever he. <laughs> When he's he's kind of doing a little bit of a solo act right now, trying to yeah. get people to like him again. And I think he's doing a good job with it. Yeah, he's doing a great job. Check it out, Brian Bros Golf uh, on YouTube. Give it a watch. Go in there, watch a bunch of the different matches, and leave some comments and subscribe, rate, and review. Same thing we want you to do with this podcast. Subscribe, rate, and review, and all the podcasts on the Callaway Golf Podcast Network. Lex, any final questions for our friend Wesley before we let him go uh, hang out with his daughter and his wife? Don't ask me if I'm a subscriber, Lex, please. <laughs> I know you are. No, we, we covered this when we did the pod when you were out uh, with, with Roger Cleveland doing the short game, which we I should know. do at CallawayGolf.com. I, I watch a lot of the stuff. I hadn't clicked the subscribe button yet. Yeah, it's because it's right. I don't really consume too much a podcast. Well, you're busy. You're, you're a professional golfer. Yes. Yes, indeed. I think my only question is who's Hadley's favorite princess? Right. She, well, she don't, we don't let her watch TV yet, so... She doesn't really have a favorite. We don't let her look. But at she wears a princess dress in the morning. I think it's a Tinkerbell dress. I don't know. It's some Halloween costume. Yeah, but she's she's a little doll baby. All right. I'm actually, well, I was I'm actually out here practicing right now. Nice. Are you really? Yep. You at the Uni University of South Carolina practice facility, I might guess. The, the University of South Carolina. Yes. Nice. All right. Well. Thanks so much for spending a little time with us. Sorry to uh, interrupt your practice. You know, can you do one thing before you before we go? Can you turn the phone and can you maybe show people, uh, you know, hit a couple shots and, and talk people through it? Yeah. Let's see Let's try not. to figure this out. I mean, why wouldn't we? And Lex and I can do like kind of play-by-play -play here. Oh, no. And see what, what, what you're doing. <laughs> oh. All right. You're wearing the Kapalua shirt. Oh, this is this is. This is gonna be a real test for my eyes. Let me get my glasses. Hold on. 
Oh gosh, I just got sprayed with water. It's it's raining. Did you out really? Here. It's raining. Oh, it's raining. We just want to see to a couple shots. I might have to go this angle right here. Okay, that works. I've just been doing a lot of wedge stuff. Okay. It's been raining here, so I'm under the canopy. Okay. We're not going to ask you to do a trick shot. Don't worry. Okay. Good. All right. So talk us through what you're doing here. Uh, I've been – so there's fairway that starts at about 40 yards, and it goes all the way to about 80. And I've been seeing how many balls I can get to land from 40 yards to 80, increasing in distance before I run out of room. So trying to get – 10 to 12 balls or so in succession with, and if the ball ends up short, I have to restart. Okay. So that's okay, let's, let's, let's see how you do it. First one's about 43. And so the idea of this one's just to climb the ladder and get a little bit of a feel going. Alan's probably going to be about 47 or 8. We're two for two so far. Yeah, this is exciting, Lex. And I really like, quite exciting. I could, I could fudge this whole thing, and y'all would never know. Yeah, exactly. We, we can't see where the ball is landing, so as long as you say it's within the right distance. Oh, that looks about 46 to me. It looks okay. a little right as the other two. Came up about two yards short of the other ball, so I would end up starting over. And then okay, I think so we're not going to start over. All right. And how, how long is this practice routine? How long will you practice on, on a typical day on an off, off week for you? I'm starting at 80. Now I'm going backwards, by the way. Okay. We're that, going one landed, that one landed at about 79 and a half. So that was a hmm. real part. Um, I mean, I treat it like a job. It's nine to five of uh, practice, playing, working out, doing stuff for the body. Um, stretching. So I just, I treat it like a job, just like anybody else would go to work. Are you guys connected on your, on your whoops? Can you do that? Like share your workouts and stuff? Uh, who's, who's y'all? You and Jeff. Jeff's a no, I, don't, I don't, I don't let him that close. No, 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 no. We need to keep our separation because quite frankly, um, my fitness regimen and his, you know, we kind of compete. So we, we don't, I don't want to distract. I don't want him coming down the fairway in 18 thinking about that. I'm on the Peloton and he's just walking <laughs> oh, on a golf course. I thought, I thought Tito's consumption was a workout. Well, I mean, it's, it, it could be, it could be. We're, we're doing pretty good right here. We're going back about a yard, every single ball. Okay, good. We're going to watch these last couple and then we're going to remind people uh, to listen to girls in golf later this week. Mm -hmm. We're going to remind people to make sure they listen to the fitting room. Um, but this, this, is where, this is where the world gets weird. Literally, Lex just mentions the word whoop, and I just get an email from them. Four essential runs to improve uh, speed and endurance. It's like, it's like everyone's Whoa. listening. Wow. Everyone's listening. All right, let me, Lex, why don't you talk about a couple million dollars going into my bank account? Let's see if that happens. <laughs> what about my bank account? I don't know. It just seems to be when you say something, why, it pops into my yeah, email. Why do you a couple? Is one not enough? Well, I mean, obligations. Want to be able to do some charitable work, give, give a million away to try to beat your Wednesday total. By the way, I just hit All a ball right. that went far. All right. Well, we're going to let you keep practicing. We are going to wrap up the Cali Golf Podcast. Thanks, everybody, for listening. 
again, tune into all the uh, the great content on our channels. I have a strange feeling tomorrow will be an interesting day with some content coming out. So we'll uh, we'll be ready on that. And thanks, everybody. Thank you, Wesley, for joining us on the Callaway Golf Podcast. We can't wait to talk to you again soon. Thanks, Jeff. Thanks, Lex.